This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Ask me what a reward is. It's straight fucking cash. Yeah, smiles. Yeah, I smile every day. We're comedians. You know what I mean? I don't need to make a tiny little slave... That will then that I have to it's serve to be a kid. Yeah, a so you're the slave. I'm the slave. You make a master. I make a little slave master. Yeah. Who fucking? Oh, daddy, stop smoking weed all day. Oh, well, daddy, make money and buy me clothes because the kids at school are making fun of me because I'm dressed in fucking saran wrap. Yeah, but your kid is making valid points. You should stop smoking weed all day. I don't need a Get boss. A job. All right, yeah. I am a fucking, I am a, I am a jaguar. All right, Marcus, are we recording? Yeah, yeah. All right, that's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel, uh, terrible father of the year. No. I am the jaguar, and I have no boss, no office for the jaguar. Why are uh, you a jaguar? Ah, uh, jaguar. He is the most undisciplined of the cats. <laughs> I don't think that's true, actually. Ah, uh, jaguar. You never see me in the night, made of shadow. I am smoke weed when I can. The Jaguar. Well, that's a weird Jaguar, but uh, all right. <laughs> Is that that weird? That was a weird one. We yeah. don't know what Jaguar. Maybe I was a bit of a were Jaguar. All right. Well, today we're talking about werewolves. You see? <laughs> that was good. No, it was, yeah, creatures in the night. <laughs> all right. Werewolves, everybody. Very exciting episode. I deflected some Mormons today. I, did, I do want to say that these two fucking yeah. blonde-haired, blue-eyed, little fucking Nazi pieces of shit mm-hmm. tried to sit next to me on the train, and I was wearing my zombie Jesus t-shirt, and I just showed them my t-shirt, and they walked away. <laughs> they love zombie Jesus, if though. They They're Mormons. Through, if they can't get through one layer of zombie Jesus, how are you going to fucking make it in this world? All right? You can't yeah. turn me. You can't turn anybody. No, no. But the Mormons are one of the nicer folks who evangelica, evangelize, evangelicalize. Evangelize. Evangelize. <laughs> no, they're That's not. Right. Yeah, they're one of the better ones. They dress in their little suits. I hate they're kind their of adorable. fucking stupid little suits. I want to give them wedgies. <laughs> That's rude. All right, everybody. All right, let's go into werewolves, Marcus. So let's... Ow, ow, ow. Hey, hey, Steven, I got a new dog for you. I love, That's not a dog. I love werewolves. 
So let's go I love through too. werewolves throughout history. Ooh. Now, do we feel in the end, like a lot of the, what we're going to read about werewolves is that, you know, there there are, there are magical properties to werewolves in okay. many of these folklore. But also it seems like there are, there are, there are possible sort of filter for uh, before we understood that there were things like, you know, being a psychopath. Yeah. Being a psychopath. Just big old uh, cats. Yeah, and wild animals Yeah, as well. big cats. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing with gods. We created gods to explain things that we couldn't understand. Yeah, because we were yeah, because everyone was like trying to tell everybody mm. else it was bad to be beaten off all day. So that, <laughs> say there's a dude up there with a fucking loot sitting on a cloud making sure that you aren't shooting your fucking jasm all day mm-hmm. and you know, and you go get a job. That's what God was for. That's what he was for. <laughs> all right, I'll buy it. Let's start with ancient Greece. Uh, what lies in Henry's ass crack? Ancient Greece. Hello. You want egg? You want egg and bacon? I make you egg and bacon. So writers have handed down Agriopause's tale of Demainitus, what? of Parasia. Huh? These are not words. No, are these these are all like itchy skin diseases, right? That sound like it. Who, during the Arcadian sacrifices for the festival of Zeus Lycaeus, like. Chaos means wolf, by the way. Hmm. Tasted the viscera of a human child who was turned into a wolf for 10 years. Now, viscera means what? That's like Guts. gut bag. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. At the end of those 10 years, however, he supposedly became a man again and competed in the Olympics. So this is kind of like a Teen Wolf. It's where it's like when wolf. he turned into the wolf, he was better at sports, you know. And it was like him coming in on chariot while fucking Johnny B. Goods playing on the top of it. It's, I mean, it's sort of the opposite though, because when he turned back into a human, he was good at sports. No, As a wolf, no. he didn't understand organized competition. No, but the wolf <laughs> gave him his fucking groove back. I'd yeah. say it's more like Ray Lewis. You know, he killed somebody. The former Baltimore Raven? Yeah, he killed somebody. He wasn't allowed to play for a while, and then he became an athlete again and won the Super Bowl. Hell oh, yeah. okay. Everybody's yeah. dream. That's America's dream. It is. <laughs> you know, Elliot Rogers, if he had just made it through the killing, he would have been on to be an amazing singer-songwriter. <laughs> it's possible. So in the Latin work of prose, the Satyricon, which, by the way, Satyricon, also a fucking awesome metal, metal band, also an awesome Fellini film that's really good to get a fucking spark to, mm. and because it also gets your fucking, your rope all fucking stiff. <laughs> your rope stiff. Yeah. Well, that was written in 60 BC by Gaius Petronius Arbiter. Can one of these guys maybe be fucking Eddie? Not <laughs> yet. <laughs> not yet. We didn't get there yet. We didn't we get lazy as a tongue yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get to Eddie before we get to Wisconsin. Yes. And that's a long way. off. The beast at Bay Bridge. <laughs> and one of the characters in that story, Nicaros, he tells a story about a banquet about a friend who turned into a wolf. Listen, everybody. Listen, listen. <laughs> this is a very boring everybody. story so far. <laughs> he describes the incident as follows. When I, when I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I looked, oh, so when I would look for my buddy, I see he'd stripped and he piled his clothes by the roadside. Uh, who invited Nicarus? He pees in a circle. No, listen. No, listen. <laughs> is it going anywhere? Or is no, this like no, last listen, Thanksgiving turns, when you told the story about the twigs that were all cracking? He turned into a werewolf at the end. You'll love it. Okay. All right? He took my buddy. He stripped and piled his clothes by the roadside. He pees in a circle. He pees around. Okay, we can't eat clothes. until you finish the story. And so. just like that he turned into a wolf man <laughs> after he turned her into a wolf he started howling and he ran to the woods <laughs> is that it so he peed on some things yeah yes it was a magic pee opening 
made him into a wolf. You had a full year to come up with a story this I year. I hope everybody tries my crackers I made. <laughs> I made crackers for dinner. Thank you. I don't know how the Satyricon got to be such a famous work of prose because it fucking sucks. <laughs> yep. It's that horribly great. written. <laughs> and then he had to compete on a clothes and a circle and then there was uh, he turned into a wolf and then he ran off. So, so uh, the PP made the werewolf? It was a bond he made possibly with Zeus Lycaeus. Or and Zeus wanted urine? That ben, is a possible, in magic, that's a, a one of the possible ways in order to become a beast to do your transmogrification is you take all of your clothes off, the things that mm -hmm. represent man. And make you human, and then you perform some sort of animalistic uh, activities that, that just pissing all over it. It's just like, you know, is that how why R. Kelly pisses on all those girls? To turn them into him. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Now you're on the trolley. Oh, all right. <laughs> so when you're drunk and you piss all over your Yourself, yeah. You become more like Ben. Oh, I you see. Know what I mean? You become yeah. the where Ben. Oh, all right. <laughs> so the, before the end of the 19th century, the Greeks believed that the corpses of werewolves, if not destroyed, would return to life in the form of wolves or hyenas, which prowled the battlefields drinking the blood of dying soldiers. Now that's really going to hurt the draft. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yes, no. war is already bad. But, but then if you also heard that if even if you're just kind of wounded laying in a field, eventually some kind of celestial beast is going to come and suck the rest of the blood out of you. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna make people nervous. I don't. I feel like it's kind of a nice thing to do though. Put them out of your misery. Drink out the blood faster. I mean, otherwise you're gonna bleed out real slow. A bunch of slugs are gonna get in your eyes. It's disgusting. <laughs> so in the same vein, in some rural areas of Germany, Poland, and northern France, dumber parts of the Europe, dumber parts of Europe, <laughs> it was once believed that people who died in mortal sin came back to life as blood drinking wolves. Hell yeah! And these undead wolves would return to their human corpse form in daylight, and they were dealt with by decapitation with a spade and exorcism by a parish priest. The hmm. head would then be thrown into a stream where the weight of its sins were thought to weigh it down. Sometimes the same methods were used to dispose of ordinary vampires. So these were, yep. these were Catholics? Just yeah. going around yeah. beheading oh, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm oh, not yeah, a werewolf. Yeah. I am totally I'm just a kind person. of sick and I have a bad complexion. <laughs> well, we better cut off his head. No, no, I'm the town accountant. I'm the only one who understands the taxes. <laughs> kill no, the tax vampire. Yeah, that actually, that's a. I would. I'm on board with that. I want to kill some fucking tax vampires real soon. Absolutely. <laughs> the vampires were also linked to uh, the werewolf in East European countries, particularly Bulgaria, Serbia, and Slovenia. And, in and this Serbia, is the poorer and dumber part of Europe. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is yeah, when it gets I real bad. It, this was just made up after somebody got uh, was just looking at his wife. And she was all pissed off at him. She was like, Bertha, you're a real werewolf right now. I'm going to go tell the town priest. Get that head oh, right yeah, off Oh, yeah, you go tell your buddy that is a church. That is a... In Serbia, the werewolf and vampire were known collectively as Volkodlak. And over here in America, the American Indian tribe, the Nascapis, oh. believed that the caribou afterlife was guarded by giant wolves, which kill careless hunters venturing too near. Now, for like something that. as peaceful as a caribou, yeah. that's a very violent heaven. <laughs> I mean, they are they are safe, though. The caribous are having a very peaceful time. At the same time, they're still going to be like, yes, 
I would feel, let's say our heaven was us in a giant, like, you know, nice baseball stadium. We're, we're having, having a, a great time. time. Yeah. We're having a good time. We're laughing. We're watching a baseball game. But outside of it is just like a bunch of just like laser driven 20 foot long AK-47s, right? Yeah. To keep, like, I guess keep Robot caribou wielding. from getting in there. <laughs> yeah. No or, caribou yeah. in our heaven. No, absolutely not. No. But I would still be nervous with the AK-47s around. I mean, this is... I mean, wolves eat caribou, so this would be like getting World War II vet heaven guarded by Nazis. Cool. Uh, it's weird. That's kind of that's kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. I want to see that movie. So this, get, this whole episode is filled with things where was, I'm just... I literally was like... That's a movie I want to see. You'll yeah. see. I think I just wanted like a list of fucking bunch of World War II vets plots. come back from the dead. Okay, to protect our fucking souls from giant Japanese spiders <laughs> coming into our heaven. You know, right now we're gonna stick with Portlandia. Uh-huh. We're gonna go with season four. I got a yeah. couple more ideas. You have more <laughs> ideas. This thing called the talking trash can, and it goes, "Hey, fuck you, fuck you." Fuck a talking trash can. Yeah, and it's called "Fuck You, the Trash Can." <laughs> This could actually work after Marin. That could actually work out. Let's now let's get into some of the folklore of werewolves. Let's yeah. start with appearance and behavior. Werewolves were said in European folklore to bear telltale physical traits, even in their human form. These includes the, included the meeting of both eyebrows at the bridge of the nose, curved fingernails, low-set ears, and a swinging stride. Now, you're talking that, about just being Greek? Yeah, <laughs> Greek or Russian or just anything orthodox. <laughs> One method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused under the pretense that fur would be seen Underneath the wound. There's just so uh. many. All of these ways of testing for werewolves are dangerous and permanent. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't have any. There's no, like, can't we, like, stick their finger in some cobalt and the cobalt turns green? Like, we you just know. make up a new thing and not always, like, how about we slash at them with this fucking pronged fork? Yeah. <laughs> it was always very difficult to avoid, you know, the scrutiny. Because, like, back in the day, if you were a witch, well, if she drowned, she wasn't. But you're dead. And then now they just, like, cut you open. They're like, if he bleeds, he's a werewolf. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, and it was just the one free-flowing, big-titted woman in the fucking, in the clan. And I'm sure that a lot of these guys are just like, it's whoever you want to get rid of. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, what, that's the easiest part about, like, a lot of these things where it's like, if a guy's, like, a little off, or we're talking about, like, you know, if you're a dad, down syndrome stuff. Well, we haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, but it's like if you're mm-hmm. any sort of, um, let's say, a weird yeah. or you're some sort of like probably traveling Lothario, mm-hmm. they think you're a werewolf. Right. A weird wolf, if you will. Thank you. And I will. All right. Hello. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, the appearance of the werewolf, of course, changes from culture to culture. The Swedish people, they believed that a werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf by the fact that a werewolf would run on three legs while sticking the fourth leg out to look like a tail because mm. werewolves don't have tails. They say that that's also the same thing with, with witches yeah. when they are an animal form, that any animal form that they take on, they do not have tails, which I find to be interesting. I wonder why that is. I wonder if it's because you because you could tell a lot about uh, an animal's like how a animal's like mental state by its tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could very well be it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm asking for. Yeah. And you're trying to find I, logic in medieval thinking. I think <laughs> somebody saw a three-legged wolf. Yeah, that's what happened. That's a werewolf. Uh, it's over yeah. there. It's, uh, it's cut off its dick. 
Whoa, PD. Uh, here's, something is, I didn't know, here's something I didn't know about Why are werewolves. you cutting off my dick? This makes no sense. I'm a three-legged wolf already. Better cut off his tail. Oh, he's got a tail in the you front. Know, life has not been good for me. <laughs> Sad. It's got three legs the to start man, with to man, cut off your dog. It's just a man who's got a fucking no dick. He's been slashed multiple he's times. Spinal bifidus. Just like ran from town to town because he thinks he's a werewolf everywhere he goes. With any luck, this town will think I'm a god. Please. <laughs> No, Please. no, not a werewolf. It's just back hair. It's just, I just have back hair and I have knee hair. I mean, that's a good question. Is this Was this a part of evolution? Were people just super hairy back then and we just slowly got rid of all the hairy ones? I don't think so. I don't know. Henry's still around. That's a good point. Yeah, and I'm staying. I didn't see you last night around midnight. Because I was being a werewolf. <laughs> Here's something I didn't know about werewolves, that in medieval Europe, they staunchly believed that werewolves... Recent, they always they like to devour recently buried corpses, which is a weird thing. They dig up the corpses yeah. and they eat them. Again, it sounds like eating. an excuse that somebody made because also at the time there was all that crude science going along going on. You also have like like you know so like people digging up dead bodies to like do stuff trying with to them reanimate and, them, right? And yeah, stuff like d- that. dumb shit like that. Dude, I mean, just people trying to understand the human body. Also, right. we're looking at this is probably during this like you know. The, the, you know, we always see spikes in sort of irrational beliefs, like, you know, after the plagues, when, like, during specific wars, like, yeah. during, like, weird, like, even local problems, there's in a lot of, most like... Most of those irrational beliefs involve the Jews. All right. Quite a few of them. Every time, you you know. Like, that's the thing. It'd be different if they said that these were, like, the hook-nosed where toucans. (laughs) Like, that would be different. That would be, like, okay, now we're getting into racism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that the Jews never showed up and werewolves are are witches. Because in the Black Plague, oh, the Jews, man, they were blamed for almost everything. That was one of the... I say these Jews, you just got to get out of there. Get out of there. Just uh, take care of yourself. Just escape. Leave your, leave your, I know it's your so you, home. You want the Jews to make a large exodus. Yes. Is that what you're saying? An exodus. exodus. <laughs> and to possibly have a state of their own. I think they deserve it, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so Finno-Scandian werewolves, that would be uh, Finland and Scandinavia ah. around there. They were usually old women who possessed poison-coated claws and had the ability to paralyze cattle and children with their gaze. Just Ooh, like like a, a, like a certain Rebecca de Mornay. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, I haven't thought about Rebecca de Mornay in too long. So here's how you become a werewolf. Many, many, many methods for becoming a werewolf. Uh-oh. One of the biggest ones was to wear a belt made of wolf skin. Yep. That gave you magical powers. Like hmm. Peter Stump. Yeah. Who will we we will get to later. Yes. Who is one of the most brutal murderers of all kind of all time, if the story is true. So is that why Henry looks like a cow? Because he wears a leather belt? <laughs> the roast is over. That is uh, <laughs> that is good. Is that why there are other cases in which <laughs> it was over Sunday? We released yeah, the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, we yeah. put it behind us. Yeah, I know. We're we can forget it. about it. I know. I just had a couple of extra jokes in there, and there was one of them. You know. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown.
All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Yeah, we do. Do you love saving money? Oh my God, you bet! Then Philo may be your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. That's amazing! No contracts, no commitments, no hassles. It's just a better way to watch TV. Get with it, people. Philo has an unlimited DVR for one year. Save all your favorite shows so you can watch on your own schedule. Philo allows for multiple profiles and multiple streams, meaning that your children or significant other can't ruin your queue. Never miss a minute of shows like, oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. You're going to watch it. You're going to love it. You're going to get involved with it. And it's an extravaganza. You're going to love it. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money and less hassle. Try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash left. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash L-E-F-T to get 50% off your first month. Another way to do it, you can drink rainwater out of the footprint of the animal in question. I think this is supposed to be a time when there was very little bulls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could also do it by drinking from certain enchanted streams. The 16th. You just drink from like bad water sources and then you get real sick and throw up a bunch. And yeah. And then maybe you act all deranged because there's a lot of times they have like, you know, like ergot. 
would be like yeah. it, like growing in the fucking mud. You know, ergot is a, a lot of people say that's a big uh, reason for a lot of uh, psychosis back in the Middle Ages. If you didn't know, ergot is uh, a fungus that grew. It grows in, on rye bread. It grows on rye bread and in wheat. So they didn't know how to properly store a lot of their shit. Because they then. were fucking stupid. They were yes. idiots. That's right. Uh, and so this uh, ergot, it's a hallucinogenic. Uh, and a bad hallucinogenic, not a fun one like mushrooms. It causes right. you have a, a you get, get all creepy deepy. You get really creepy deepy. There's a, a lot of accounts in the Middle Ages of entire villages having these mass panics, these mass hallucinations because of ergot. So yeah. if you're the one person in town who didn't take it, then you're the werewolf because everyone just trips nuts all around you. It's like when you're the only person who's on mushrooms. Yeah. You're kind of the werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of illicit substances, the 16th century Swedish writer Olaus Magnus Ooh. says that the Livonian werewolves were initiated by drinking a cup of specially prepared beer. Hell yeah. And repeating a set formula. Old, and what's his name? Uh Olaus Magnus. He sounds like the world's strongest writer. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps on ripping the pages on accident every yeah, time. He, yeah, oh, oh, I had the per- per- perfect page. <laughs> These hands don't know their strength. <laughs> I can't hold a pen. How will I write? He just keeps on snapping them, snapping them. He just like runs his fingers through stone <laughs> to like write the words <laughs> on the side of a mountain. This will take a long time, yes. <laughs> In Italy, France, and Germany, it was said that a man or woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, slept outside on a summer night with a full moon shining directly in his or her face. And that's where the term lunatic comes from, derived from luna, the Latin derivative for the moon, saying that uh, you get like a moon disease if you sleep in the moonlight. Hmm. Check, um, please. Uh, hello. Let's end this date. <laughs> this, this date this I can't wait for you to have to start dating again at some point in the future. Yeah. Oh, those are going to be fun for them. Yeah, they'll see. <laughs> they'll see. But I will be buying my women. <laughs> of course, when it comes to things like this, the transformation could also be accomplished by a satanic allegiance. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Often for the sake of sating a craving for human flesh. Hell yeah. Now we've got uh th- we've got another reading here. This is by Richard Verstagon, and uh the book is called Restitution of Decayed Intelligence, written oh in 1628. Sounds like a prog rock album. <laughs> Restitution <laughs> of Decayed Intelligence. The new album by Eclipse. <laughs> 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 fucking love King Crimson. Henry, would you like to uh read from Restitution? The Vevels are certain sorcerers who are having anointed their bodies with an ointment which they make by the instinct of the devil <laughs> and putting on a certain enchanted girdle. Oh, a girdle. Does, does not only unto the view of others seem as wolves, but to their own thinking have both the shape and nature of wolves. So long as they wear the said girdel uh, like a certain Dolly Parton, <laughs> and they do dispose themselves as very wolves in worrying and killing and most of humane creatures. So there's like a Spanx? Like a Spanx type Spanx. thing? <laughs> that yeah, magic Spanx. Yeah, oh my. Uh, the curse of the werewolf was also considered to be divine punishment. It's said that if you were excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church, you became a werewolf. Ah, Man, right. if only or that not was so cool. a pedophile. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That would be so cool. 
to be excommunicated from the Roman Catholic Church. Not only do you not have to go to fucking church anymore ever fucking again, but you're also a werewolf then. But then I think they cut your head off. No, they got to find you and you're too busy fucking hiding in the brush. The problem is you're not an actual werewolf and you'll just get hungry and got to come back to town. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) So let's get it in. Right now I want to get into uh, the story of Thies. God's werewolf. I love this guy. This guy is the coolest. Now, this is some stories of like great historical werewolves. There's like a shit ton of these. Yeah. And they're all awesome. Yeah, they're all awesome. So uh, this guy, Thies, he was an 80-year-old man, and he said that his power came not from the devil, but from God himself. When he was confronted- What year was this around? Uh, this was in about the 1600s. 80 years old in the 1600s. Yeah. Strong immune system. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. eating a lot of corn stalk. I'm not sure. I have well, no idea what they ate. Yeah. Well, it's a myth that people did not live for a long time during the those times because the average mm. uh, age, what they factor into that is the high infant mortality rate. Oh. So a lot of people- oh, So yeah, if a lot of babies die at zero, it's going to affect the fucking averages. Yeah. I will say that- that's Definitely. fucking stupid, like in terms of math, because it's like, yeah, we yeah. know, yes, babyside, yes, they're yeah. bringing, I know that brings the average age down, yes. How yeah. did they survive all day without five-hour energy drink? And I don't know. Magical elixirs like Coca-Cola. So yeah. you think you can dance? If I didn't have that show, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to live another day. Hmm. Oh, Emmett Smith's so dreamy. I love his, he's light of step, but it's also fun to see him be a fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, when he was confronted with being a werewolf, he confessed. He said that his nose had been broken by a man named Skystan. Skystan broke my nose! <laughs> he said he was a witch who was dead at the time when he had struck Thies. And according to Thies... He was a witch who must have been uh, dead at the time. I don't know. I'm 80. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm fucking 80. Are you all listening to me still? Oh, all right. So according to Thies' testimony, Skystan and other witches were preventing the crops in the area from growing. Their purpose for doing so was to carry the grain back into hell. Yeah, they're taking our jobs just like these... Mexicans. Yeah. But we could say because they're taking grain back to hell, it's more like they're hexagons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, and really, corporate America and the government slave state, that's what's taking our job. Yeah. Mexicans are the scapegoats. The hexagons. So, thieves with a band of other werewolves descended into hell to fight the witches and recovering the grain. Now, this is sort of like the... the Plot to I Frankenstein a little bit, but yeah. with, for, but it's like it's, instead of witches werewolves, it's Frankenstein's gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. So the warring of the werewolves and the witches the, it occurred on three nights a year: Saint Lucia, Pentecost, and Saint John. So they fucking scheduled it. They, well, it was during the seasonal changes when presumably the uh, portal to hell opened up. I hate to tell these fucking witches, but you need to fucking um do some kind of sneak attack. You need to like not just have it be the three nights a year. Man, well, the, yeah. but if they were slow to their descent, then the witches would bar the gates of hell, the crops, the livestock, and even the fish catch would suffer that <sighs> year. Mm. Got to be on time. These werewolves are the fucking tip of the spear, the last hope for this country. I just feel like it would be easier to study wind patterns and just like <laughs> why weather is. No, 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 you know? no, no, witches, mm. witches, and werewolves they fight. Before they thought about irrigation and things like that, they just went with werewolves, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, farm aid, 
would have been a lot more interesting yeah. if it was about like, y'all, we need to raise money to help buy shields for the werewolves that are fighting the witches <laughs> with our grain going down to hell, y'all. Yeah. That would have been a better <laughs> concert, yeah. So as weapons, the werewolves carried iron bars, the witches used broom handles, and Thies said that Skystan broke his nose with a broom handle wrapped in a horse's tail. A bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and when asked what became of the souls of the werewolves, which is a natural question because at this time they believe that werewolves are of the devil. Yeah. Thies said that they all went to heaven and he said that werewolves were the hounds of gods who helped mankind by, pre- by preventing the devil from carrying off the abundance. Of and the then earth. this dude turned around, wiped sweat from his brow and was like, Oh, I hope they believed all that bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> oh I can God. go back. Yeah, they just they're like, all right, now we can arrest him for being the man who had sex with all the tomatoes left <laughs> in the asylum. The tomato fucker. Oh no. These maintain. I'm a werewolf. <laughs> These maintain that if it was not for them, the werewolves all would suffer. He said that there were well were werewolves in Germany and Russia also fighting witches in their own hell. So each country has their own hell. Yes. There's a lot of sh- there's a lot of rules, a lot of structures. <laughs> put into it. It's the Middle Ages. They made it up as they went along. I would have. We would have done so well then. Yeah, I yeah. feel like everyone just made up these things on the fly after people came to their house with pitchforks and fire, <laughs> and they were like, "No, no, no, listen, no, listen, listen, no, all this is totally cool." Yeah. So Thies, he said that his in- he maintained his innocence until the day that he was finally. Convicted of the crime, the judges sentenced him to ten lashes for acts of idolatry and superstitious beliefs. Yeah, I mean, so bad. One yeah, of the I few mean, people to not be executed. That tells you, but that's how fast a talker. And again, yeah. he probably was also pretty damn funny. You got to yeah. be funny <laughs> in do. that scenario, or you're going to get punished. Yeah. Do you, so, he, so you mean I could have given those Mormons ten lashes for superstitious beliefs? I think that not anymore. I don't think you're allowed. To I'll do. tell them. I'll, I'll tell them. How I'm like, I'm a good werewolf. Yeah. I, I'd love to corner some Mormons and give. Them them this theory and just be like, I'm a fucking good werewolf and where were you when I was fighting the fucking witches on St. Jones Day? (laughs) (laughs) So asking, you may ask, if I'm a werewolf, how will I be cured? Marcus, if I'm a werewolf, how would I be cured? Let me tell you, sir. Good. This is good. (laughs) This is good. We should play this. We should have a segment in every episode, which is like Ben, the Ben, the customer goes to Marcus, the apothecary. (laughs) (laughs) So in medieval Europe, there were three traditional methods to cure the victim of werewolfism. Medicinally via the use of wolf's bane, surgically, Ooh. or by exorcism. Surgically? Yeah, surgically. what's that going to be well, like? Here's how they actually did that. Of course, many of the surgical uh, methods were extremely fatal to most of the patients. Ah, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why they call what a doctors do a practice. Sicilians <laughs> <laughs> believed in an old Arabic belief that you could cure a werewolf by striking him on the forehead or scalp with a knife. Yeah, fucking oh. try to get close to him. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, Grandma. Yeah, go tap it on the fucking head with a knife. With a little knife there. A you tap or a real strike? Huh? Uh, a strike. Okay. I strike you. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Ouch. Ow. Are you a werewolf anymore? I would never was. <laughs> you can also kill a werewolf, or you can also cure a werewolf by driving nails into his hands. Oh, Jesus Christ was a werewolf. It's very possible Jesus was the first werewolf. Harry, where oh. was he the first 13 years? Or no, wait, 13 to, what was it? 13, 13 to 30? To 30. 
You could also <laughs> cure a werewolf, much ext- less extreme methods. Uh, in the German lowland of Schwelzweig-Holstein, a werewolf could be cured if one were to simply address it three times by its Christian name. Well, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a werewolf, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Just, you want to be in Lower Germany. That's a big thing, too, where yeah. it's like werewolves need to be reading these fucking books and newspapers and going to where the where the less harsh punishments are. Yeah, just say your name three times. That's it. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. And Danish belief holds that simply scolding a werewolf will cure it. You bet, werewolf. You bet. You bet. <laughs> oh, how dare you, werewolf. Oh, I will rub your nose in the boy you murdered. You still, you stinking yeah. werewolf. You have never been. Oh, I spank you. You know I what? I'm cured. I'm actually news, cured. Thank you. Newspaper. I'll never kill that boy again. Is that a Dutch accent? Yeah, I spunk you. <laughs> so that sounds I spunk you. I spunk you. <laughs> Seems like d- it's d- the closest we're something. gonna come today. Yeah, that's for sure. We'll have to go back and learn it a little bit more, but that's fine. So you had surgery done to you. You had your knife, uh, your forehead tapped with a knife, or you just had your name say, uh, said three times or scolded. Yeah, or okay. or exorcism was involved, which Ex- you know also yeah. at the time, people would die during these exorcisms, right? Oh yeah, yeah, a because lot. they would keep them like tied up with no food for days and days because they thought that they were making the demon hungry and it's got to go out for fucking pizza. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think you understand. Guys, no. let's be reasonable. <laughs> like me just tied. Sounds like the devil's tied. still in him. No. No, God, don't. no, no, no. Just like looking for a sandwich. Sounds like something the devil would say. Mm, reasonable is of the devil's vocabulary. <laughs> That's not true. No, it's a man's vocabulary. <laughs> I'm reasonable. Tell me how many peppers did Peter Papa pick? It's a fake. It's a fake thing. The devil's still in the boy. No, it's fake. Nine. Nine peppers. Mm, mm, incorrect. <laughs> the answer is four. What? Yes. <laughs> that is right. So let's now, let's get into some cryptozoological werewolves. Yeah, this is my favorite thing, because now it's like, what's the difference between a werewolf and a dog man? Well, let's stay back in the, 17, in the uh, 18th century for just a moment. With the Beast of Gavaldon. Ooh. Cool. It was associated with man-eating wolf-like animals, which terrorized Gavaldon between 1764 and 1767. The attacks occurred in an area 56 by 50 miles. It was said to be committed by beasts that had formidable teeth and immense Tales. Witnesses also saw the beast were wounded at several occasions without dying, including shots at point-blank range. Victims were said to have their throats torn out, and the French government used con- a considerable amount of manpower and money to hunt the animals, including the resources of several nobles, the army, civilians, and a number of royal huntsmen, which the U.S. government has still not done for Bigfoot. Un- yeah, yeah, come on, guys. Or the frogmen. Or the melon heads out we there terrorizing people. <laughs> the fucking Marines aren't deployed to Virginia to take down the Mothman. But these Absolutely are the French. Not. Yeah. <laughs> the number of victims, quite a few victims, 113 deaths, 49 injuries, 98 of the victims killed were partially eaten. Other sources say that it was more between 60 and 100 adults and children. But nobody did math at the time. Nobody, really. nobody knew how to record no. a single fact. They didn't even know how many own kids, uh, how many kids they had on their own. No, yeah, yeah, they were like, them out, losing them. I'm sometimes. pretty certain that there's three Girards. I'm not sure I how many know. sons we have. It actually, interesting enough, at this time, the French and particularly the English kept some of the most detailed and accurate records of deaths, 
specifically. They in the love black death. They yeah. loved it, and they loved to write about it, much like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they were very obsessed with death those days, so they made sure to write down every fucking thing. Hell Unfortunately, yeah. there were a co- there were people that were no, there were this many deaths. Oh, no. of course, no, there yeah. were sixty. A witch did it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here, Jacques. <laughs> of course, descriptions vary, but generally, the beast was said to look like a wolf, but was as big as a cow. Mm. It said it had a big dog-like head, small straight ears, wide chest, a large mouth. The muzzle was said to look like that of a pig or could a cat. Could it have been a bear? Could it be a bear? It could have been. It could have been a um, uh, a swamp goat. Yeah, there's lots of different animals out there. Yeah. It could have been a bat cow. Have you seen these bat cows? I did see the bat cow. They, they hang upside down when they sleep. Oh yeah. my goodness! But the best part though is that because they sleep during the day, you just fucking lop the head off right there, and you got yourself bat T bone. Oh my good! Bat cow <laughs> burgers are my favorite kind of. <laughs> yeah, good. So the beast fur was said to be red, but. It's mm. back was streaked with black, and of course, like most cryptozoological animals, was said to be accompanied by an unpleasant odor. Because they live in their shit. Yes, they yeah, do. Constantly. Yeah. So the first recorded attack of the Beast of Garavan was recorded in 8, 1764. Many, many people were killed throughout that entire time, and it's said that the victim would only target the victim's head or neck region. The bites were not to the arms and legs, and which is actually unusual because that's usually where wolves and predators go to first. Yeah, and they you, tear open the guts, too, and yeah. start playing with your fucking intestines. Yeah. Yep. And they were yeah. good at killing, so these things were just like, you know, they could have just been, I don't know. I don't know what they were. This is a beast. I mean, you know, I'm no scientist. I wasn't back in the day. You know what I mean? I wasn't there. You're not now. No. Never have been. So conjecture is useless. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I feel like a real CNN reporter. (laughs) You actually sound just like one, like zero information. You're you're saying words, though. So Um, Where's the plane? Oh, we still don't know. (laughs) Still up there somewhere. Um, so, but these huge beasts—they could focus in on the neck and just kind of tear off the head. Yeah, it looks that's like it. yeah, that's what it and sounds like. They never like. ate any other part of the body. Oh no, they absolutely devoured most of the bodies. So how do we know but where they, they did started? Th- well, uh, f- medieval forensics. Yeah, but oh, these okay. are not. I mean, you're again, you're looking for logic <laughs> in medieval thinking. Yeah, we're just trying to tell the story to the people. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you sound like some of those fellows on the Facebook page. Oh, take it easy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't deal with all that. So, of course, the hunt finally came because so many people were being killed. They finally went to Louis the Fifteenth, who sent two professional wolf hunters. I shall send a wizard, and the wizard will beat the big wo- the big dogs. Won't, won't they, Salsior? Yes. Ah, yeah. yes, King Louis. I'll take That's care the- of the bat cows. That's how all this insanity started. Louis the Fifteenth. So I'd assume he's is he the fifteenth in this generation of Louis that have been kings uh, ever since. Oh yeah. So he's retarded. Oh. He is like that. Like James still, Dolan is the second of all the Dolans, and he's the worst owner. In but sports. they also could just have been. They could have just been normal dogs, but then they couldn't catch him, and so eventually some sheriff is like, and those uh, dogs, uh, they were big as a cow, and yeah, 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 and they were yeah. the meanest, meanest dogs I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> and Lou the 15th is him. just uh, sitting there drooling on the throat. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, go kill him. Yeah, <laughs> well, scary, yes. So finally, two professional wolf hunters, Jean-Charles, Marc-Antoine, oh. Vomisley, Demvaux, and Pussy his son. comes running, by the way. <laughs> Holy Christ. You're a wolf hunter. That is and the your sexiest name? job you can have. And, of course, on uh, 17, in 1765, Antoine killed another wolf that was 31 inches high, 5 feet 7 inches long, and Ooh. weighing 130 pounds. Big fucking wolf. Yeah. So really. they thought they had him. They thought they had him. However, on December 2nd, 1769, another beast severely injured two men. And finally, the creature was killed by John Castell on 1770, says that... He was a part of a large hunting party, and he sat down to read the Bible and pray. Hmm. But during one of the prayers, the creature came into sight, staring at Chastel, who finished his prayers before shooting the beast. And some believe that this is proof that Chastel participated with the beast because hmm. the beast did not immediately attack him. So it's said that this good Christian man may have been in league with the devil. Sounds like a nerd to me. <laughs> oh, you, I guess I will kill you, beast, when I'm done with my readings. When yes. I'm done with my readings, yes. beast. So stay right there. Don't move, beast. Stay right here. Stay right there. And just be very what, what patient. What you reading? <laughs> Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor! By Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some chop. Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of chop. And it started off my day correct. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. The only acceptable reason to interrupt a podcast? Your dog. <coughs> That was your dog saying thank you for BarkBox. You can take a minute now. You bet your dog. But you're going to learn about Bark. It's the company dedicated to making dogs happy. Yay. Every month, BarkBox designs and delivers a whole new collection of toys and treats just for your best bud. No, Wendy, I can't get you a whip. You're too cute for weapons. Every treat is made with yummy, healthy, all-natural ingredients like pumpkin and sweet potato. Mmm, tubers. My dogs love their toys selectively, but BarkBox sends good little ones for their little tiny mouths. They have little mouths, but strong, big spirits. So they fight over the little toys. I imagine they think that they are hunting and going after little 
bugs and rats. And oh, they love their life and they love the they love what BarkBox brings. Because BarkBox brings the bark and puts it in a box. Yep. To get your free upgrade, go to barkbox.com slash L-E-F-T. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I didn't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So let's get to some of the American cryptozoologists. Yeah, it's awesome. time for the beast at Bray Road. <laughs> so Castell did it, huh? Castell saved the yeah, day. Yeah, Castell saved, saved France. Saved the day and saved all of France. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. yes. Pretty and hero. baguettes for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so the Michigan dog man was reported in 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan. He was sighted all over Michigan, primarily in the northwestern quad- quadrant of the lower peninsula. Now, that's a lot of directional information. Yes, it Northwestern is. Northwestern quadrant <laughs> of the lower, lower peninsula. peninsula. Well, you know me. I like the facts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the Michigan dog man, he also attacked uh, this man, Robert Fortney, was said he attacked by five wild dog- dogs. One of the two walked on two legs, which, you know, I've seen before. When you cut off a dog's two front legs. I know, exactly. Every they time can walk I cut around off, on two legs. Every time I've snipped off a dog's two fucking front legs. <laughs> right, right. They always stand right up and they're all like, and they'll they'll do a little dance. Yeah, so Henry, I, I noticed you had a broken chair there, but if the two new legs, uh, are those are there dog legs? So dog legs. Dog legs. Standing right up. There's still hair. You didn't shave the hair off yes. of them there. But. And now this is where dog men come into play. I think a lot of times what we're going to see with these dog men is that their bears have got into some mushrooms <laughs> right? and they're all standing up all weird or they have like mange. Yeah. Yeah. And the weirdest thing about the Michigan dog man is that in 1987, the legend of Michigan dog man gained popularity when a disc jockey from WTCM FM recorded a song about the creature and its reported sighting. Ooh, cool. Called The Legend of Dog Man Song. <laughs> What's it all about? Henry's going to do a little dance for us here. And me and Ben, we're going to be charged with a task. Well, Henry has not started to dance, and he is still sitting, and he's just waving his arms around like he's 
way, way back in the hot dog line. But he wants to get the hot dog vendor's attention, so the hot dog vendor will just throw him a hot dog because of football, and he's going to catch it in his mouth like he's a real dog, man. I just realized in order for me to dance, I'll have to wear these headphones, and yeah. I will just rip it off the, the table. I'll just uh, rip the whole thing. You can off. stand up. The thing's long no, enough. No, you can just stay. It doesn't matter. I mean, we could make it up. Yeah, now it looks like a little, if a teapot could dance. He literally hailed Hitler. Yeah, he's doing. I do want to say that at this point, and he's now flipping the bird off as if he's angry with the hot dog man for not getting his attention. He's now making his index fingers long nipples. Um, so that's kind of arousing and kind of exciting there. Oh, nipples and on his knees. Nipples are now down on his knees. This is a really wonderful dance. This, and now he is once again hailing Hitler. Um, all right. Well, wonderful dance. Yeah, and you can check it out. 11 lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around until it ran inside. No chorus to this song. It's just a, a story, man. No, it's like uh, it's a story rap. I mean, the yeah. most amazing thing so far is that people had jobs in Michigan. <laughs> we got a disc jockey and lumberjacks. It's been seen in decades. We got to put this song up. Yeah, we'll put this song up on the Facebook page. Great song. Great song. Oh, yeah. It's so wonderful. in 87 then, it, it, did people go out and try to hunt the dog man? Oh, no, 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 no. no. They just kind of let it No, they out. wanted to party with the dog man. Yeah, I don't know. You, had a a fucking, people- you had a sweet-ass DJ. And by the way, it sold thousands upon thousands of copies. He made a little huh. cassette tapes, and he donated all of the profits to a local animal shelter. Oh, that is very sweet. Yeah, DJs are usually terrible people. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I've ever heard of one doing. A radio DJ. It's like literally, it's like on the terms of like morality, it's like the very bottom is fucking U.S. Senator and then right above hey. it is fucking radio DJ. I was a radio DJ for five years. Look gotcha. at you. Uh, no, you're yeah. one of the good ones, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, now will, radio I will D- agree. They've yeah. all got the ponytail, the baseball cap. Ugh. But now they know exactly. NBC. They, they know exactly how to tell those kids that it's reverse time here at the old ski hut, <laughs> roller <laughs> roller skate hut. Well, okay, we're boys. out here at Albertsons this afternoon. We're giving away hats. We're giving away frisbees. We're giving away K E Y J bumper stickers. All right, and everybody, let's get the let out. <laughs> you know. So mm. let's get to. There's also the Beast of Bray Road, which yeah, Beast is Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, that's an Elkhorn, Wisconsin. He's described by purported witnesses, but in several ways, a bear-like creature, two feet tall on all fours. But you actually, you know what? Let's let a couple of Wisconsinites describe it to us themselves. Mom? Dad? This, this is in Honey Creek, Wisconsin. We went out on a Friday night to a fish fry, actually. <laughs> it was a clear night. There's a bridge that we have to go across, and you have to make a left-hand turn right after the bridge. And I spotted something on the bridge in my headlights. I stopped approximately 20, 25 feet from the creature. I think I may have said, oh my God, what is that? It had his back to us at first and swung around and looked right in the car. I made eye contact with it. <laughs> 600 pounds, 700, I don't know, but it was huge. Over seven foot tall. As far as the fur, it was reddish brown. The eyes were black. It didn't just vanish into nowhere. It jumped off of a bridge. It's like 
I can't believe you saw that. You know, what was that? Did we really see that thing? You know, even. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, my God. You guys would not believe it. I was just crossing the street, right? And then I saw two lights coming at me and then two big fat heads. And they looked like they were like a fish fry or something. Oh, wait a second. I think. Oh. That's the biggest one of the Kissels, the Kissel family there. Oh, yeah. They'll just let, let him go, George. <laughs> I don't know, Mary Beth. I don't know. I think I should hit it with my car. It ain't easy being a Kissel, man. It ain't easy. No, it ain't. Well, let's wrap up this episode with the Kentucky Wolfman. Woo! Woo! Y'all get up. Y'all come be a Kentucky Wolfman. Get some of that bourbon in it. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, are there any like more urban wolf people like no. a downtown Chicago? No, there ain't no vampire in Brooklyn here, buddy. Oh, okay. oh, that would have been awesome though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean come on, think about it. Lower East Side wolf man just like walking <laughs> right. down the street. Like he's like an art star. I mean, that's, he people. would be famous here. Everywhere else they want to like yeah. mention him, and here they'd be like, "Wow, look at that guy! He should open a gallery." Drug dealer on the side, coke, coke, smoke, dope, coke, coke smoke, smoke. Newport, 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 <laughs> all Newport. in his fur and stuff. Werewolf fur. <laughs> <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Here you go. <laughs> Since 1944, folks in rural Kentucky have been reporting sightings of a gigantic wolf-like creature that walks upright. I know, didn't tell me now. Well, I never did. It won't bird. <laughs> it wasn't a bird. Well, one man did describe. Describe it as a cross between a bear and a gorilla. Uh, mostly comes from the flatlands. It was kind of, it was probably big as you. You remember you guys, y'all, y'all know Big Ted? Oh, yeah, of course. It was like two Big Ted's. Double Big Ted's? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Some said it had a white or grayish looking coat. Says the heights of an average man. Its hands have long claws and the feet are somewhat like a human's, but configured more like a canine. And it seems to be extremely aggressive. Kind of like Michael Douglas's feet in Behind the Candelabra. Have you seen? There were some reason. I watched Behind the Candelabra and there's a scene where he, they're about to fuck each other, Matt Damon and Michael Douglas, and they show Michael Douglas's feet and his feet are like an evil bird's feet. Yeah, He is the weirdest old man feet I've ever seen. That's all I have. I don't. I mean, this is yeah, very, very possible. Yeah. Uh, the first reported attack was by a boy who's at the old fishing hole and uh, was attacked by a silver gray wolf-like creature. He was treated for deep cuts and uh, shock. Mm -hmm. Next report came in 1972. A uh, hunter said that he was attacked mm. from behind by something, and he had deep claw marks just, on the back on his back. He's getting and attacked from behind. So, and I, you know, so you know me. I'm a good old fashioned Christian man. I got my wife Beverly. Things are fine. Things are fine in the house. You know, right? But right. Next thing I know, I'm fishing, and um. <sighs> A hair chest just um mm -hmm. creeps its way up my back and up my shirt, touching my touching my lower yeah. belly, and I was like, "This must be some kind of werewolf." <laughs> right? <laughs> well, we told you not to go out of that fishing hole. There have been no fish in that hole for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> There have been many, many, many attempts to hunt or kill this creature or capture him, but it's very elusive. It can easily escape those that pursue no it. No one's found it yet. No one's found it yet. And I'm it telling can, you, A&E found it. Yeah, they and you know how it can easily escape people in rural Kentucky? Above average canine intelligence. <laughs> oh, 
above average canine it's somewhere between the combination of above average canine intelligence right. and below average human intelligence <laughs> yeah that's the th- i mean above the average canine there. intelligence should still make it be able to be found by human intelligence it's not a suit yeah it's not a slightly g- smarter than a dog i i knew when i all right so yes i made a john cage I took a cage i filled yeah. it with beef broth i got a i got a pot of beef broth in there to attract the werewolf in but there then, and i put a rubik's cube in there and then he walked right in there. He drank that broth. He completed that Rubik's Cube oh, and just wow. walked straight out of my trap. And it turns out it's because I forgot to put springs in it. Oh, yeah. You got to put springs in it so it shuts and then it kind of locks on him. Yeah. So in the 80s, two lawmen were investigating the sighting in Ashland Cemetery and were cornered. They said that it came within 30 feet of them, paced back and forth, growling until it got bored and retreated back into the cemetery. Well, that is a, that is an exciting lawman story. <laughs> Out of all the lawman stories I've I ever saw heard, saw the dog man once. Well, I'll be yep. seeing you. <laughs> okay, very good. Thank you so much. Two thousand one, and by the way, yeah, these oh, sightings wow. are uh, continuing to this yep. day. Two thousand one, a couple said they were driving down a deserted road in Greenup County. <laughs> <laughs> they reported that the beast came running down the road towards them, and instead of avoiding the vehicles, it just jumped right over and went on its way. I also heard in 2001, um, a... Uh a werewolf dressed as an indigenous Middle Eastern man uh, entered into a cross-country flight uh, at JFK Airport and crashed it into the World Trade Center. Wait a second now. Are you blaming 9-11 on werewolves or... I'm just saying. You think the Muslim, the extremists, are the scapegoat for the werewolf? I'm just saying that if there happened, if there had just been a Greek woman with a ceremonial knife on there to tap him on the scalp, just to make sure, we would not be in this post 9/11. So you would recommend landscape. that the TSA, instead of the strip search and taking off your shoes, just tap everyone on the forehead with a sharp Slice knife? Slice people looking for hair underneath it, right? And pressing silver onto them. Then do you think that that would be acceptable with the Constitution if? Yes. My God. <laughs> so these were a lot of good theories here. Totally. Theories? <laughs> oh, in 2005, a man went outside to investigate a strange noise and saw what he thought was a child, but realized that the three-foot-tall being was covered in hair and had a snout like a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. That's a yeah. dog. That's definitely a small to large, maybe a St. Bernard. <laughs> Ooh, Could I love be. Good, Cute dog. Strong. And of course, this year, maybe I think this was written in 2013, the team from Mountain Monsters went to Hazleton, Kentucky to investigate a recent sighting. A man out hunting in the woods obtained video footage of the creature hmm. walking in the tree line at, the, at a distance. The footage sh- showed an upright biped animal, a good six or seven feet tall, and just walking w- through the woods. Waving at the, <laughs> waving at the hey camera. Guys. Like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. During their visit to Hazleton, other people came forth with accounts of finding tracks. The tracks were larger than an average man's hand and were canine. From the tracks, the creature was judged to be in the 350-pound range. This team set up Hmm. a steel drop trap and baited it with a live goat to try to capture the animal. Like in Jurassic Park? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just end up capturing their uh, drunk Uncle Larry. He doesn't want to eat. He wants to hunt. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it seems like we have a 300-pound werewolf here, but back in the old French days, there were around 130 pounds. I think we have an obesity epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> That's these really- werewolves have been, go- they've been too- watching too much TV. Yeah. We've been giving them this, this, these Nintendo DSs yeah. with their Pokemon cards. These werewolves are like lazy. It. They're getting lazier. Because it possessed an uncanny ability to elude capture... And this, I'm Can't not sure. No catchies. No catchies. Can't catch me. I'm too quick. And because yeah. of Kentucky's uh, standard of uncanny is once again very low. Yes. They say that his uncanny, ab- uncanny abilities included included the tactic of walking around the triggering, me- triggering mechanism and not eating the goat. Hmm. I think they gotta, you got to go after it. You know, you, know, you got to be the aggressor. I just think that we need to leave these dog people alone. That would, that's another good idea. And let them, li- let them live their dog people lives. Then what are the mountain monster hunter guys going to tell their wives they do for a living? Uh, they go back to working at fucking Walmart. That would be a good idea. <laughs> All right, well, that well that's ends where we are. Today's yeah. episode on werewolves. We've still got a lot more Creepy. So much stuff to do. I yeah. love these werewolves. I had yeah. no I idea there was these. so much yeah. involved. We've with got them. the mass wolf pack attacks, which we uh, mentioned briefly earlier. Also, the scourge of teen werewolves that is going on in this country right now. Oh, it's mm-hmm. such a scourge. We've also got uh, the big, the whole witchcraft trials, serial killers that were said to be werewolves. A lot of werewolf stuff coming up. I'm excited about it. All right, everybody. Well, I will say magustalations. Yeah, sure. Then I'll do a hail yourselves, uh, hail yourselves, and that's Marcus Sparks on Twitter. Henry loves you on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. Hail Satan. Halkeen. Hail me. And uh, yeah, I think that's all the hails. And don't go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. And if you're gonna go to a fishing hole, make sure it has fish in it. Otherwise, you're gonna be attacked by a probably a hairy fellow who lives in the woods. And I'll say it this way too. Yeah, if you've had sex with a man in the woods, don't blame the werewolves. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It gets better. <laughs> Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.